Welcome to the Epiphany Movement Podcast. To learn more about the Epiphany Movement, visit us online at epiphanymovement.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's talk from Pastor Drake Nelson. So in today's message, we're going to talk about growth. Last week in our church, we talked about grace and what grace is like in our life. And this week, we're coming alongside that talk, saying that not only should there be evidence of the grace that has been given to us freely by God, but how then, as our life continues to grow, we are going to experience just that. We are going to experience growth and how evidence of God is in the form of growth. And in the message that we gave today, uh, some, 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 some uh, technical difficulties happened. So we didn't get to get the, 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 the very beginning of the message. So you're kind of coming in right um, on the, in the middle of the message there. But um, as you begin to listen to this, um, know that we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 47. If you want to get your Bibles out and turn there. And that's where we're going to pick up with um, today's message. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so he comes back, and they're measuring, man. Well, come on, follow me. So he walks another 1,750, about another quarter mile down the, the way there. And now the stream has turned into somewhat of a brook, maybe a creek. And he says, walk out there. So he does, and it's up to his knees. And he does it again and walks another quarter mile. And it's up to his waist. And now he gets about a mile away from the temple which they once left. And the river is now flowing into the Dead Sea. And the measuring man looks at the prophet and says get to stepping buddy and I don't know what Ezekiel was like if it was anything like me but 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 that water's cold mister and I'm not a great swimmer and that's a fast river and I don't it's already up to my waist back there who knows what it's going to be now so he takes another step and another step he finally goes into the river the prophet Ezekiel does and it gets so high that he can't walk anymore so he has to swim and he swims back to the measuring man and then the craziest thing of all stories in the Bible happens it ends What do you mean to tell me that story just ends right there? What does it mean? Why does it give it? The first thing that we get from this story is that growth is evidence of God. I'll explain it like this. Let's just say that somebody was silly enough to take God to court. Let's just imagine. And somebody's going to take God to court. And so as God comes to court, there's a judge in the back like, who can judge God. Like, uh, he is the judge. But let's just use our imaginations that he's sitting there and you, of all people, get to defend God. All right, let's, let's go. So you stand before the court, you stand before the judge, and you got God as your defendant, and you stand and you say, Mr. Your Honor, sir, my name is, you fill in your name, I'm going to say, my name is Tony Drake Nelson. I am here today to present my case, defend my client, that God is who he says he is, that God is God. In my exhibit, I'm going to offer A through E as evidence that my God is who he says he is. Evidence number one. 
Are you ready for this? That I was dead in my sin. I couldn't bring myself back to life. I couldn't do anything. I was on my own. I had no way of reviving myself. But God came down and He breathed life into me. Number two. I was a drunk. I was an addict. I couldn't watch any of my language. I was, I, I was strung out almost every weekend, and I had no idea how I was going to get myself out of that situation. But God came down in the mud that I was in. He walked through life with me, and I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I am. But today I can stand here before you, judge, and I can say I'm 500 days sober. I'm not who I want to be, but I'm better than I was yesterday. Exhibit number Three, I was selfish. Lord knows I only ever thought about me. But God did something in me that I couldn't have done in myself. I began to, to worry about other people, to think about other people. I said, hey, Lord, man, there's other people living, and I am responsible to treat them how I want to be treated. God has made a huge way in me. Exhibit number four. I have walked through some deep waters. I have had death come into my life. I've had sickness ravage my family. I've had people, tremendous amounts of heartbreak. And I've walked through it all, and it's been tough, and I don't really know how I made it. But every morning and every night, I found myself, I was on my knees, judge, sir. I was praying out to God. I didn't know how He was going to do it. I didn't know how I was going to make it through it. But hey, I didn't lose my faith. I'm not who I want to be. I'm not saying I was perfect through the trial. But hey, hell or high water came my way, and I didn't lose my faith. I wanted to. I wanted to wave my flag. I wanted to give up. But God kept me in it and he didn't let me lose my faith. I kept my faith in God. Exhibit number five. Exhibit number five is I just thought everybody else's truth was their truth. I thought my truth was my truth. But hey, you know, I actually got in this book right here and I, and I started to read and I understood that my truth wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. That I actually started to learn His truth. And Your Honor, sir, I stand here before you today saying that I'm not who I want to be. I'm not perfect. But, but I'm a lot better today than I was yesterday. And that is evidence that there is a God. That grows in our lives. It is evidence that there is a God. But, but, but please hear me. And as gracefully as I can say this. As gracefully as I can say this. Because I'm there too. A lack of growth. A lack of growth. May mean. That in your life. There is no God. I tell you, a second thing we see in the story is that it's okay to be in, the, in, in ankle deep water. I brought a kiddie pool with me. And if you're new to church, if you've been coming for you know, a week, a month, maybe you just put your faith in Christ Jesus. When I said Ezekiel earlier, maybe you're like, Ezekiel, where's that at? And so you flip to the beginning of the book and the, the Bible and you got the table of contents. You're like, oh, 900, page 947. So you turn to page 947 and found Ezekiel and you were kind of reading through it. wonder who wrote Ezekiel. wonder when it was. Hey, this is pretty cool. 
Maybe you're, uh, uh, maybe you're uh, somebody in here today who hasn't even put their faith in Christ. You're just kind of coming and you're, you're thinking about it. Maybe, maybe I, I do want to take that next step. Hear me, that is okay. It's okay to be in ankle-deep water, but it's not okay to stay there, church. So if you're new to this, I'm not, just don't even listen to what I'm going to say. I'm not talking to you. But for the rest of us, Maybe we got saved when we were 8 years old, 19 years old, 25 years old, 35 years old, and we've been saved for 3 years, for 4 years, for 10 years, for 15 years. I mean, for goodness sake, some of us in the room, we've been saved for 50 years! And we're still in the shallow water! We're still in ankle-deep water. And maybe every once in a while we kind of come and we're standing, you know, something that assimilates knee-deep, waist-deep, and then we run back because we think that it's safer in the shallow water. But dear friends, it's not safer in the shallow water. It's not safer. So you ask the question, well, Drake, what's somebody that's in the shallow water? What does somebody like that, what do they look like? What does somebody like that look like? Well, let me present to you that there's a couple of things that somebody who is in the shallow water, we want to grow in our faith. We want to, to, to get better. So here's maybe what somebody in the shallow water looks like. They say, Lord, I need you. Lord, move in my life. I'm in Jesus paid it all. Lord, close your ears. I got I feel you. And you're in shallow water and you've been here 50 years. Hear me. It's not safer here. You are in control here. It's not deep enough here. You make the decisions here. You define what relationships are better for you here. God's not taking you where He wants you to go here. You know what's good for you here. You decide what city to live in here. You are being your best self here. And God is calling us to step out and to actually grow in our relationship with Christ. So number one, if you're in the shallow water, you know what you do? You follow the crowd. There's a story in the Bible about a guy named Shadrach, another guy named Meshach, and another name, guy named Abednego. And we're almost done. I know we've got a lot happening today. But let me just close with this story that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they come up. And King Nebuchadnezzar has made a huge golden statue in the image of himself. And as they come up to this huge golden statue, they start to hear music playing. And King Neb knows a lot about what to do because King Neb knows that if, hey, if I, can, if I can control what they look at and if I control what they listen to, then I got them right where I want them. And hear me, you are only fooling yourselves if you think you can listen to what you want to and, and, and watch what you want to and it not affect you. I'll tell you what the devil has been doing in the last 15 years. I don't know if you know this or not, but we have become comfortable with things that used to disgust us. We, it has become normal things that used to that, that are absolutely abnormal. And if you think that it's not affecting you, you're only fooling yourself because it is.
And King Nav said, I I can control what they see. I can control what they hear. And when you hear all the music playing, here's what I want you to do. I want everybody to bow down and to worship me. And I can just see it. I can see it right now. I can see, hey, honey, you going to bow down? You said you wasn't going to bow down in Israel. Of course I'm going to bow down. Well, you've been praying to God all in Israel, and now you're going to come here to Babylon, and you're going gonna to bow down? Well, I ain't in Babylon no more. So he keeps walking. Hey, hey, deacon. What's up, deacon? Uh, you, you, you ain't going to bow down, are you? Well, of course I'm going to bow down. You said all in Israel you weren't going to bow down. I've heard your prayers. I've been hearing you praying. You said that you're not going to bow down to this. Well, I'm going to bow down. After all, God knows my heart. Preach! Don't mean to tell me that you're going to bow down too. Well, of course I'm going to bow down. Why? Everybody in my church is bowing down. And so it gets to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they ask the three young men, are y'all going to bow down? And what do they say? As every knee around them has bowed, they said, we will not bow down. Why? Because there are some things that we don't bow down to as a church. Hear me. We don't bow down to culture. We don't bow down to idols. We don't bow down to crowds. We don't bow down to gossip. We don't bow down to what they say or what he thinks. We don't bow down down to sin. We don't bow down to contentment. We don't bow down to laziness. We don't bow down to anything but what God has told us to. And now we got a problem on our hands because they're not bowing down. And we got a God who can't hear standing against a God who hears every word. We got a God who can't see standing against the God who sees you and me. We got a God made of stone standing against a God who rolled the stone away. We got a God standing with stone hands standing against a God who holds the whole world in his hands. We got a God standing who has no heart, has no mind, standing against a God who sent His only begotten Son that so whoever may believe in Him may not perish but have everlasting life. And there's a predicament. Who are we going to bow down to? This God or this God? And, 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 and Nab says, you got a choice to make. And Chad, Shadrach, Meshach, and Amanda go raise their hand and say, as for me and my friends, we're not going to bow to this God. We're going to stand with this God who has rolled every stone away and they grow and they, and, and they say, you're going to have to do what, with us what you may. And friends, how easy do we... I say friends, that's such a preacher word. Y'all, that's better. Do we just bow down to what everybody else is doing? What everybody else thinks? And as a church, we got to stand on this Bible. we got to stand on truth and know that there are some things that we're not going to bow down to. Number two, what a Christian who is in the kiddie pool maybe looks like is that they love being fed, but they don't know how to feed themselves. 
love being fed. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Y'all mind if I speak my mind for a moment? Uh, Miss Crystal, you're with me. Can I do it? I can do it. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and speak my mind. I am so sick. I am so sick and tired of our Sunday school teachers and myself all begging all of us to get in your Bible and read it. Like, please read your Bible. It's awesome. It will change your life. Please read it. Are y'all sick of it? I'm sick of begging. I mean, my goodness, if you're a Christian and you're not reading your Bible, what else are you doing? You've got to be in this book. I'm talking about not, not once a week, not twice a week. I'm talking about every day. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? I mean, we can watch TV. We can do everything that there is to do, but when it comes to reading the Bible, we, we, we'd just rather be fed. Drake, tell another funny story. <laughs> I love funny stories. Don't be preaching like you're preaching right now, Drake. Feed, just give me a little food. And if y'all aren't eating, your, if, if y'all aren't digesting this book yourselves, then, then don't fool anybody because you ain't growing. Another way that a kiddie pool Christian, and once again, I'm not saying, I'm, I, I, hear me now, hear me now. We've, we've already discussed it's okay to be in ankle deep water. But it's not okay to stay there. So if you're hearing this message today and you're like, I'm in ankle deep water, that's great. That's okay. Explore church. Figure out what it's about. But we want to grow you. The measuring man wants to take you somewhere. Another idea that you may look like if you're in kiddie pool water, you may, look, you may get pumped about heaven when you die. I'm so ready to go to heaven. Good Lord Jesus, by and by, I'm pumped. But you are not excited about bringing heaven down to earth. Number four, you may say, I love God as long as God makes my life better. As long as God is moving in me, I'm excited. But as soon as God makes my life, He tries to grow me. He tries to bring me out of the Christian pool Christianity. He tries to, to do something in me. I, I'm done. I'm done. Y'all, God did not come to make our lives better. He came to make us make His name known. We are here to make His name known, to glorify Him. And there has to be, in your and my life, a growth period where we can look back and say, oh, Ezekiel 47, yeah, I was reading that the other day. Ezekiel 47, hey, I think uh, 30, uh, 37, actually 10 chapters before, isn't that the dry bones, you know, hip bone connected to the arm bone? Hey, that's pretty cool. I was actually reading that in my Bible study plan the other day. Matter of fact, I was listening to Lauren Daigle when I was driving. I was listening to um, dry bones come alive, and I just began to pray for my coworkers. And as I went to work last week, man, Matter of fact, I shared the gospel with three different people, and one of them is sitting beside me because I invited him to church. That's growth. That's what that is. That's growth. And I tell you, you know all it takes for evil to come into this world? All it takes for evil to come into this world is that good men do nothing. Good women do nothing. But I have good intentions, Drake. Yeah, well, the highway to hell is paved with them. Go ahead. Get after it. 
And it is time that we stop sitting around looking so pathetic in our little kiddie pool Christianity like, Woo, Drake, look at me, cannonball. I mean, how silly do I look? And that's what we look like every day coming here with our little shallow faith, ankle-deep faith. And God is saying, grow up. Grow in your relationship with me. That is evidence that you have a relationship. And if it's been 15, 20, 30 years, and you're still where you were on the day that you got saved, you need to evaluate, is there a God in my life? I'm done. I really am. I mean, I really don't have any more notes, I don't think. So my page is, my page is done. But today, maybe we need to grow up in some areas. Maybe you need to grow up in your speech and conduct. The way that you talk, the things that you do, maybe that's where God wants to grow you up. Some, of, some others of us in the room, maybe we need to grow up in our biblical knowledge. Like, we, we don't know anything about this book, and we need to get in it and start to study it. Like, really start to study it, and not just read a verse a day on a phone. It's been great being y'all's pastor. I, I don't know who y'all are going to have next week, but it probably won't be me. Thirdly, may, God may grow us in the way that we treat other people. The way that we communicate and talk to other people. And fourthly, and this is lastly, maybe God wants to grow us in some guilty pleasures. You know what they are? You want me to name them just for, uh, just for entertainment value? So I can name them. You know what they are. Things that you should not be dabbling in. But it's a guilty pleasure, and God is trying to grow you and call you out of that. Maybe I didn't list yours. I could give a whole list of where God's trying to grow us, but maybe those four do cover a pretty extensive amount where God is trying to grow you and He's trying to grow us. Last week we talked about grace. How amazing is the grace that has saved us. But this week we're talking about growth. And it's sad when a church comes together and you see an inch of growth when God has given His whole life for us. So let's grow. What do you want to grow in? Speech and conduct? The way you treat others? Guilty pleasures? Biblical knowledge? What is it? No matter what it is, if you want to come, the altar is going to be open. Miss Melanie's about to lead us. Miss Diane's about to come and sing. If nobody comes, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. But let me, let me beg with you something. <clears throat> sometimes people don't come down to the altar because they think, well, what will people think of me? Here he is talking about growth and not reading your Bible, and he's talking about guilty pleasures. If I come down today, what will people think? I tell you, you need, you, you need to worry more about what God, that, that's what's wrong. Is that you don't worry enough about what God thinks of you. You worry about what everybody else thinks of you. So today, if you, you come get right with Christ. That's as blunt as I can put it. So as we leave and you stand, you may sit and pray, you may come down, do whatever it is that you want to do. But I'm going to close this out with a word of prayer and then we'll enter in. God, thank you for everything that you've given us, God. We pray and we thank you.
for the growth that we get to see, God. I know today has been a, a short, in-your-face sermon. Again, I pray that people will give me grace. Um, but God, more importantly, God, I pray, I pray that we would stop kidding ourselves floating around in the kiddie pool, that you are calling us to so much more. You are calling us to abundant life in you. Life that consumes every part of our, of our being, of our day-to-day. And I pray that you are moving, that you would speak, that people would respond, not caring about what anybody else thinks, but God ultimately caring about what you think and their relationship to you. So God, we love you and we thank you for all these many blessings. In your name I pray, amen, amen.